Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at in today's show. Show 79. Just how healthy is the Frequency Cast team? The first Kelly Challenge ebook readers. How will the FM switch off affect local radio? A key free door lock for your home? Plus, YouTube, Blackberries, and UView. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency Cast, now loading news. Headline time, starting off with the news that we could be seeing the new 4G mobile data network a year earlier than expected. The new services were due to begin in 2013, using space freed up by the digital switchover. But the regulator Ofcom has granted Everything Everywhere, that's the company that merges Orange and T-Mobile, permission to use their existing bandwidth for 4G, way ahead of the competition. More on this when we have it. Next, national radio station Absolute Radio has started asking its listeners to register before they're allowed to listen over the internet. It seems that the move is designed to allow the station to target ads to their online listeners based on their gender, age and location. Next, Android users lost without TomTom navigation note that finally TomTom will be bringing out an Android app. Expect this to arrive in Google Play in October. Two bits of bad news. First, UK file sharing service UK Nova, much loved by expats missing their UK telly, has bitten the dust, despite trying very hard to only offer content to viewers that wasn't available for purchase elsewhere. Also, customers of the cloud-based gaming service OnLive should note that the company appears to be in trouble, following the departure of its founder and a company restructure. See a link to the full story up on our show notes. Next, it seems that the digital radio switchover has already started, very quietly. Four BBC local radio stations have stopped broadcasting on AM for a trial period of five weeks. We think this is to see if anyone's noticed. The affected stations are in Kent, Lincolnshire, Merseyside and Nottingham. A reminder that in September there'll be news of the new iPhone, plus the release of iOS 6. Also, a reminder to Freeview users that there's a reshuffle of channels on the 19th of September, requiring you to retune your Freeview equipment. Although, following an appeal by Sky, it looks like their news channel won't be moving yet, possibly requiring another retune in the future. Next, do you fancy a Nook? US firm Barnes & Noble will shortly be launching their Nook ebook reader here in the UK. A clear rival to the Kindle, the Nook retails at $99 in the US, and one of their models comes with built-in LED lighting for nighttime reading. The UK retailer will be John Lewis, and they'll be offering 2.5 million books from October. And finally, news of two upcoming services for smartphones. Last month, Apple filed a patent on technology that will silence your smartphone, or dim its screen, when it detects that you're in certain public places, such as the cinema or a library. 
Also, we're continuing to hear stories about IPS, the indoor positioning system that will help you locate yourself inside a building, so no more getting lost in the supermarket. Keep an eye out for a smartphone app from Indoor Atlas coming soon that will allow us to create user-generated maps and share them. Very handy for some of the team, no names mentioned, who didn't manage to make it to the studio in time for today's show. Thanks, Pete. For more news stories, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news. Focus time, and I'm joined today by Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Pete. And how are you doing today? I'm not too bad, thank you. Good stuff. Right, before we dive into the main tech for this show, we've had an email from David Harrison. And you know the rules, if we get an email from our listeners, we have to help them out. Now, this one involves me asking you a few personal questions. How do you feel about that? Well, we'll see what happens. First of all, how's your uh, your diet? Do you eat your five a day? I do actually eat my five a day. How about any allergies? I'm allergic to strawberries. Now, that's an unusual one. Okay, fair enough. I know it's rude to ask a lady her weight, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to get my little uh, tablet device out here. So I've got my Samsung tablet here. And on the screen here is a little chart. Now, could you just use your little finger there and just slide your finger to where your height is and where your weight is? And I just want you to tell me what zone you're in there. I'm in the yellow zone. That's good. You're not underweight. You're not overweight. You're in your ideal weight. Good. Yeah, you see, we're getting there, aren't we? That's not so bad. Now, how's your blood pressure? As far as I'm aware, it's fine. Right, I'm afraid I'm going to have to check. Why? This email from Dave Harrison. Okay. Put your arm out. Uh, I need the other hand. I need your left hand for this. And oh. flip your wrist over the other way. Okay. Lovely. Now, I'm going to clamp this over your wrist. So this is a device with a screen. A little cuff going on your wrist there. Right, this is going to pump your arm up a bit. Don't worry too much. Okay. Okay, how did that feel? Um, that felt fine. <laughs> Okay, so what have we got here? We've got uh, 128 over 69, uh, and your pulse there is 85 times a minute. So, yeah, okay. Your blood pressure's fine, nothing to worry about. Are you sure? I'm going to hand you another piece of equipment. Something that looks like a strap. The make on the front? Garmin. And on the back? A heart rate monitor. Okay, now what I need you to do is take your top off and put this round your top. Oh, yeah, very nice. And then I need you to jog on the spot for two minutes. Oh, is that so? I can imagine that this is why you've got me in to do this one. Okay, you up for that? No, shockingly. Oh, funny that. Okay, it's worth a try. There you go. Uh, Garmin heart rate monitor. Now, these are pretty cool. They send a wireless signal to your smartphone. So you can actually, as you're out running, use something like RunKeeper, and it measures your heart rate and you have to be in a certain zone when you're running to, to burn off calories. So nice bit of tech. The two bits of tech we got, one of these heart rate monitors and a blood pressure monitor, all wireless and all sending your information to the smartphone, which is cool. That is very cool. Does it alert you if you're going over and above? I actually took mine with this a few days ago and it came up that I'm in the normally in the normal band, but I actually was in the high band. But uh, there's a lot of new tech out there that does keep an eye on your health and fitness. And in a previous show, show 72, Sarah and myself played with this little device that I think you've seen before. Yes, I do remember this. Now, this is called the Fitbit. This is really quite cool. It sits in your pocket and you walk around with it all day and it wirelessly acts as a pedometer. So if you press the button there, there's your pedometer steps. That's how many miles I've walked today, 2.94 miles. 
I've burnt 2,196 calories. Yeah, nice try with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I found if you put it in a washing machine, it really clocks up quite quickly. <laughs> uh, 18 flights of stairs, and that little flower there indicates I'm not that active, but hey-ho, you knew that, didn't you? Yeah, I gathered that one. <laughs> and the beauty is this all syncs up to an iPhone, so I can look here and see how many steps I've done, how many flights of stairs I've done, average weight, average weight loss, and graphs, and all sorts of other complicated things like that. And I have a set of wireless scales at home that I just step on and it automatically updates my weight on something called withings so I can see my weight progress and you can see I've actually lost a few pounds haven't ah, I? Very well done you have indeed. Now the reason that I'm asking about your general health is because of this email from Dave if I could just get you to read uh, Dave Harrison's email for me please. Hi guys, loved your report from the sci-fi show in this month's show. Shame you couldn't get Kelly into the Wonder Woman costume. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed by that. You enjoyed yourself at the sci-fi show, but you wouldn't wear that outfit by the end of it, would you? No, absolutely not. Why would I do that to myself? Okay, so finishing, just one question for you. Is Kelly fit? I'm not entirely sure that's the question Dave was asking, but I think we've definitely given you the answer. Kelly, you are officially fit. Thank you very much. And talking to fitness, you've got something exciting to tell us. I have, actually. Um, I've just started training to do the Three Peak Challenge in 24 hours. So very nervous, but very, very excited. Tell me, the Three Peak Challenge? Yes, so you do the three big peaks in the UK all in 24 hours. Right, well, don't forget, take your heart monitor and take your blood pressure monitor and take your Fitbit and we'll see how well you do. Okay, then, thanks. On the subject of challenges, you've come up with a rather novel idea, which is to ask listeners to challenge you to do things. Absolutely, I love a challenge. Now, to put you to the test, we've actually picked one of our questions from the interaction section, and I snuck this question over to you a couple of weeks ago. Just read the question for me, and I'm going to test you and see how well you've done in your first listener challenge. This one is from Mark Campbell. He says, As a visually impaired person, I'm interested in getting an e-book reader. Do you know of any that can have white text on a black background? Now, this was an interesting one. I've got an Amazon Kindle, and I've fiddled around with all the settings to see if I can make it do anything different. I can change the font size, but I am stuck with the white background with the black writing. Have you managed to solve that little challenge for us yet? I have actually found the answer. Um, It was very, very difficult. There's not many options out there, but we do have one, and that is the Kindle Reader app. Ah, now you're holding my Samsung Galaxy tab there. You've opened up a book. It's not Fifty Shades of Grey, is it? (laughs) No. We have black writing on a white background. Now, that's not what Mark wants. So why are you showing me this? Well, no, that's not what Mark wants. But what you can do is get the app. If you touch down at the bottom... Okay, so you've pressed the menu button and uh, what have we got here? Well, I've gone into view options and it actually gives you three options. Your standard white background with the black text, then your sepia option and then, as Mark wished, the black background with white writing. Go on then, press the button. Oh, look at that. And actually, do you know what? In this lighting, I think that's actually easier to read. I have to say, I actually prefer it. So you can't get this with a native e-reader, but you can on a uh, on a tablet, if I've got that right. Is that correct? Yep, you can do on any Android tablets and um, iPads. And Mark, I've been doing my homework on this one as well for you. I have found an Android tablet that runs the latest ice cream sandwich version, which is version 4 of the Android OS, for 70 quid which, of course, is cheaper even than the Amazon Kindle. So you've solved his problem and saved him 30 quid. Well done, Kelly. 
Thank you. But you had to outdo me, didn't you? You couldn't help yourself. So there you go. Take a look on our show notes where we'll just explain the process of switching from white to black and also point you at this 70 quid Android tablet. Links up on our show notes. Now, if you have a challenge for Kelly, do drop us a text. Stand by because our text number is coming up in a moment. Get your smartphones at the ready. Now, Kelly, if I were to say to you Ford Prefect, what would I be talking about? A car mixed with a student that stands inside at lunchtimes. Oh, that's a depressingly bad answer, unfortunately. <laughs> I didn't expect any more, I, ha- I have to be said. If I were to say to you, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, would that mean anything? Sci-fi. Geek. Hi, I'm Jeffrey McGiven. I play Ford Prefect in the Hitchhiker's Guide radio show live. And this is Frequency. I know it very well. A frequency cast. Listen to Frequency Cast, it's great. Clearly a big fan of our show. Unfortunately, he uh, struggled to read my handwriting there. Now, Kelly, we're thinking one of the challenges for you should be perhaps to listen to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and see if we can convert you into being a fan. What do you think of that? OK, I'll give it a go. The alternative that's been suggested by the team here is we get you licensed as a ham radio operator as your challenge. Now that would be fun. Don't tempt me, that might happen. (laughs) Okay, so if you do want to challenge Kelly, the text number, Kelly, is... 07882043521. And that number will be coming up again later in the show. Right, I have a bone to pick with you. What happened to my Catwoman? Now, therein lies an interesting story. Our good friends at Firebox, who we met at the uh, sci-fi convention last month, were going to do you a Catwoman, weren't they? They were, and I was so excited. I thought it was going to arrive in time for my birthday. So you can just pop your head off, blue tack it, or super glue it onto another person. So Monday you could be Wonder Woman, Tuesday you could be Batgirl, Wednesday you could be Spider-Man. Wonderful. Right, I'm going to turn to Kelly now. You've been looking longingly. Is it Wonder Woman you're after there? Have I got that right? No. I want to be Catwoman. I'm sure if you ask nicely, I could get you a Catwoman. <laughs> Firebox, we have one very disappointed Kelly, who's turning into the Hulk as we speak. You really, really don't want that. Right, so, Pete, here it says door locks. What's that all about? Ah, the future of doors. OK, it's out and about time on Frequency Cast, and I'm getting some help here from Tom, who you heard on the last show reading out some questions. Hello there, Tom. Hello, Pete. We're looking at a little product here from Yale. We've been sent this. Yale, of course, very famous for their door locks, and generally they make pretty good locks, don't they, Tom? They do. They are um, top end of your locks. If you want a good lock, then Yale is the place to go. And just to explain, Tom, when you're not doing stuff for us here on Frequency Cast, what's your day job? I do access control. Uh, if you want uh, a way of getting into your property or building or business, then I'm the man to see. Excellent. So who better to help us out with this, uh, this lock? And basically, this is intended to replace your standard home domestic door lock. And the idea here is rather than carrying a key, you use a keypad. Now, there's some serious advantages to this. For one thing, if you forget your keys, you can get in, which is, of course, great. If you're out, let's say you go out jogging, you don't have to worry about lugging a bunch of keys around with you. And effectively, you never get yourself locked out. These systems have been around for secure buildings and and businesses, but now Yale are getting into the home market. And with this system here that you install yourself, you get a keypad system. So this is it, and it uh, installs on the side of your door here. And what you've got is a uh, chrome coloured unit with a display and what you do Tom is you put your hand just just put your hand on there for me so you're putting your hand on it and a little keypad lights up if I put in the wrong pin number 
you get an error. So you can't get in. Palm on there to wake it up and put the right pin in. There you go. And you heard the little mechanism unlock yeah. there. Yeah. And now, right Tom, so that's how it works. What do you think? I think it looks uh, quite modern. It's quite stylish. I like the chrome. I think ease of use, it's a fantastic little uh, lock. Um, I would use one. It's got some nice little features. The idea is you have to put your hand on the panel to make it light up, which apparently is so that you rub off your fingerprints yeah. so people can't yeah. see which, uh, which buttons you've been pressing. And uh, it's quite secure. It lets you program in your own code, anything from four to 12 digits. And if we uh, look on the back side of the door here, let's just shut the door. If we look on the back side of this, you open the, uh, the cover there, and this is how you program it. You press the, uh, the button here to set it, and then round at the front, you type in the pin number that you want to use, and you press the hash key, and then you type in a guest one, so you can have your own personal pin for you and your family, and then a guest one, so if you've got somebody coming to feed the cat or something like that, they can get their own pin number. And it's also got this concept of a fake pin as well, so if you've got a guest coming to the house, and they're looking over your shoulder, they can't get a feel for what your pin is, so you put in some dummy numbers before it, which is rather clever. Do you think this is fairly secure? Yeah, I mean, they're using the same technology in their latch locks there, which most people have got on their doors already. So the security is still there. All, all you're doing is you're replacing the key side of it with a keypad. And I, I feel that they've covered everything. If the batteries run out and you forget to change them, you can even put a nine volt battery on the terminals at the front and gives you access to get in and you can change them then. So yes, yeah, they've covered everything. It's quite a stylish little unit. If you do put the wrong pin number in, you get uh, five goes to put your pin in, then it locks you out for three minutes, mm -hmm. which is intended obviously to stop people just guessing the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the installation? This is intended for home installation. So unfortunately, Tom, we won't be calling in the likes of you to come and do the work. No, that's a shame. But uh, no, for installation, I've looked through the, uh, the details and uh, it's quite straightforward. You've only got to drill one hole because you could take your existing lock off use that same lock hole and just drill another hole to put your cable through it comes with a template um, for ease of use and, and fitting I think it's spot on that ends all those worries about going out and forgetting your keys or having to stick a key under the plastic frog in the garden to uh, <laughs> let yourself in an emergency yeah the batteries four AA batteries go into the back and uh, they have to be uh, changed every 12 months if you actually look on the Yale website and we did that for some research uh, what does that say there Tom uh, it says, uh, recommend the batteries are charged every 12 months. Yeah, we think they mean changed, do, yeah. especially given their alkaline batteries. That, uh, there you go. Uh, how much would you pay for one of these? I reckon you're looking at probably £100. Current retail price, 120 You can get them for about 100 if you shop around online. So, recommended by Tom? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, if you've got children and you don't want to issue them with keys to your house, you can just give them a pin and they come back and open the door. It's fine. Thank you very much, Tom. Right now, Tom, while we've got you, can we just talk to you about digital radio? If you bust, yeah, go on. First of all, do you have a dab radio? I do, Pete. And do you use it? Uh, no. So, if I may ask, why do, you, uh, why do you have a dab radio that you don't use? Because I listen to my local radio station for my county, and the digital uh, reception on my DAB is very poor, so I do listen to it on the FM. Yeah, the stats prove that about 60% of the UK can hear their DAB local stations, which leaves 40% that do struggle. So yeah, you're not alone with that. Can you get the national stations any better? I can. The national come through fine, but I don't listen to them. I like listening to local radio, and uh, where I can't listen to it, I just use FM, and uh, that's where I'll stay till they switch it off, I suppose. 
Yeah, and that's actually what we're going to talk about. There is some discussion going on within the, uh, the halls of the powers that be at the moment about switching off the FM and AM services, which, of course, is going to leave a lot of people struggling. Now, your dab radio, where is that? Is that at home or is that in the car? It's at home. I listen to a lot of radio at home, uh, more than telly. Do you listen to the radio through your telly at all? No. Now, this is the thing you see, is a lot of people have a, like a bedside radio and a kitchen radio and a lounge hi-fi radio and then a car radio. You've only got the one, so presumably you've got three or four FM radios somewhere as well. I have. I've got a radio in, in most rooms in the house, um, and they're all FM. I have one DAB. Um, I haven't bought any more because of the reception problem. OK, so what do you think about the idea that in a few years' time the government may pull the plug on FM and make everyone have to listen either through DAB or through uh, through tellies or through the internet. That's fine, but are they going to make the reception better? At the minute, I cannot get my local station, which is the reason I listen to FM. But if they take away the FM, are they going to make the reception any better on the day? Now, given that there's a lot of discussion at the moment about the FM switchover, we are going to be devoting some time to this in the coming shows. So if you're listening to this and you have an opinion, maybe you don't fancy the idea of having your uh, car radio ripped out so you can get a dab radio in for a few hundred quid, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Please get in touch via the website, which is www.frequencycast.co.uk. Thanks very much there to Tom. Now, uh, Kelly, on that subject, do you have a DAB digital radio? No, I don't. Why not? Why would I need one? Do you listen to radio? Not unless I'm kind of online listening. Okay, so you do listen to digital radio a bit, but not with a DAB radio? No, it is digital radio, and it's usually while I'm meant to be at work and I've plugged in. Don't worry, I won't tell anyone. So, Pete, how are you getting on with British Gas? I thought you were going to ask me that, because it says so there on the bit of paper, doesn't it? It does. So, as you know, I'm taking part in the British Gas Don't Take Our Word For It campaign, where I'm given some lovely tech to play with by British Gas. Now, you've actually not seen this yet, have you? I've not seen anything. So what's happened is British Gas has installed a remote heating control at home. Now, because we've actually had some relatively warm weather through the last couple of months, I haven't actually had to really use this in anger yet. But this is quite cool. Now, the house at the moment is guarded by my cat. So it's just my cat at home. And I can muck around with the temperature and frighten the life out of the cat. How cool is that? I think that's quite mean. So I'm looking at my smartphone here. Now, at the moment, it's saying I'm in away auto mode. And I can see here that my target is set to... 18 degrees. But the actual house temperature at the moment is... 23 degrees. So what I can do is slide this little slider up here. And when I slide it over 23 degrees, the system at home realises that it's not quite warm enough and will actually remotely fire up the boiler. And you'll see a little green light there? Yes. And what that's doing is telling my heating in the house to turn on now. And what is particularly clever is you can set up these really complicated little schedules so that you only have it coming on on a certain day at a certain time. Most thermostats that I've played with before, you just have one setting, so it's like comes on at 7 o'clock every day and goes off at whatever. But here you can say on a Monday I go to work earlier, so I'll ramp it on half an hour earlier. Saturday and Sunday people behave differently to weekdays, so you can actually really target this very precisely. And if it is a particularly cold day, you can just override it from your phone and automatically adjust your heating. I did get a strange message from British Gas saying... The system needs to be unplugged. It said system is offline. I had to unplug it and plug it back in again. And uh, I'm still waiting for my smart meter. I'm hoping it'll be installed, hint, hint, British gas, in the next couple of weeks. So in the next show, we can look at how these new smart meters are going to be changing our lives. No, I have one. (laughs) 
Time to hear from you now, and I'm joined by Tom, who you heard a little earlier in today's show, and he's going to read out some of your questions. Before we dive in, though, Tom, where are we today? Uh, we're in a radio studio. And not our normal frequency cast studio either. We're actually in a hospital radio station. We're the guest of a local hospital radio station at the moment, just seeing what they do. And a lot of people don't realise that hospital radios are still out there doing a cracking job providing a free service to the patients. And it's a lovely studio, isn't it, Tom? It is. Uh, I was uh, quite impressed of uh, how well kitted out it is. My first time and, uh, yeah, I'm impressed at what they do and what they offer. Tom, I have a few questions, if you wouldn't mind reading them out for us, as sent in by our listeners. The first one is uh, an anonymous person sent this one in. No name on this one. Why not upload your podcast to the YouTube? It would get more listeners and you could make more money through the monetization program. Just a thought. Yeah, there's an interesting one. Now, we've kind of steered away from doing video in the past, uh, mainly because uh, we've all got faces for radio here on FrequencyCast. But uh, it's not a bad idea. We've already got a YouTube channel. There's about 10 clips of various things of me, Carl and Kelly doing various silly little things. So do have a look. And what we'll try and do for this show, the September show, we'll try and put something unusual up on YouTube. So do have a look at the site and also keep an eye on our Twitter feed. uh, And hopefully the September show will appear as a video. And uh, if enough of you look at it and we see those looks and likes going up, it might be something we do more regularly. Tom, one more from you. This one is from Stephen Masters. Yeah, Pete. And Stephen says, I welcome the addition of UView, but feel a little shortchanged. I recently bought a Humax Freeview HD box and have been waiting for Skyplayer. I can't help thinking these boxes were a trial for UView. Yeah, interesting. Well, there are certainly some similarities between the Humax Freeview HD boxes and these new UView boxes that have come out. Both of them support HD, both support internet connectivity, so there's bound to be quite a lot of the same stuff going on under the hood. As a reminder, UView offers Freeview HD, Catch-Up TV, Scrollback. Have you heard of Scrollback, uh, Tom? I haven't, no. It's an interesting system. Your existing TV programme guide goes forward seven days, yeah? Yeah. This goes back seven days, so what you can do is scroll to see what was on yesterday, and if you want, hit the button and watch again. So it's like iPlayer, but you can go back in time instead of forward in time. That is a very good idea, because I've missed many a programme, and uh, before they did do the uh, iPlayers and things like that, um, that would have been very handy. There you go. So it's pretty much the same as iPlayer, but just a nicer way of doing it. You don't have to go through the complicated iPlayer interface, you can just see it as a programme guide. So as well as scroll back, there's also online content offered by UView, including a movies service from Sky, and that's their Now TV service. Now that UView's out, we'd be really interested to hear from anyone that's got a UView box to get a feel for whether you think it's worth it. And at 299 quid, it's not cheap. So please get in touch. Thanks, Pete. Now here's a message from Geoffrey Miller. I'm one of your listeners who doesn't yet have a smartphone, but I'm now looking in that direction. You regularly report on the latest iPhones and Androids. I don't recall ever having heard anything about Blackberries. Now, Kelly, the reason I've got you to ask that question is, of course, because you're a Blackberry lover. Of course I am. A bright purple Blackberry, no less. I love it very much. So come on then, remind me, why is a BlackBerry so much better than these other shiny phones you can get? Well, there's a few reasons. Um, firstly, I'm a girl. I have very long nails and using a touchscreen is a nightmare for me. I also find that they tend to freeze a lot, touchscreens. Anytime I've used any other phones, I have a few issues with that. And I just can't afford for my phone to break mid-conversation or for my cheek to end a call. Also, as well, I find a lot of people in, in my area of business have Blackberries and it's a lot easier to communicate 
and you still can download the majority of apps that you'd have on an iPhone or any other Android phone. Okay, looking at your phone here, half of your screen or half of the, the front of the phone is taken up by a keyboard. So obviously you can't watch video on it because you don't have the full screen to play with like you do on an Android or an iPhone. Is that a problem for you at all? Not really. I do actually have an iPad, um, which I use for that sort of thing. My, my phone is mainly for business. I don't really get involved with it too much in terms of watching things or taking a lot of pictures. I like to keep everything kind of separate in that respect. Jeffrey goes on to say, my two daughters own a BlackBerry and a Galaxy 3 and both report favourably, so I'm torn as to which one to adopt. Now, I must admit, my gut feeling here is if you want to do things like video or surf the net, then something with a large touchscreen is probably the way to go so you can navigate around. Also, I'd say for games, something like an Android phone or an iPhone, where you have that full screen. But if you want the keyboard, I think BlackBerry's the answer, isn't it? I think so, and it really does depend on on what the people around you use. Of course, some of the Blackberries do have the full screen, don't they? They don't all have this half keyboard, half screen. So I suppose it really just comes down to, to what your preferences are. Maybe we will look at focusing on one of the new Blackberry models in the next couple of shows. Good idea? That'd be quite exciting, particularly because they actually do a mix of touchscreen and keyboard. OK, one for the to-do list, I think. Absolutely. That's all we've got for your feedback for this show. We would love to hear more from you, of course. And hopefully in the next show, we're going to be looking at CCTV and some home security stuff. Sound like fun? As long as you're not installing it in mine and keeping a camera at yours, then absolutely can't wait. Thank you very much. And here's how to get in touch with us. You can leave us a voicemail by calling 0208 You can also email us via our site or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. If you're listening to us on a smartphone, text us now on 07-882-043-521. And don't forget to send in your challenges for Kelly too. Now, as a reminder, FrequencyCast is a free show, and to help us cover our ever-increasing running costs, we need your help. If you're planning to buy anything from Amazon, let's face it, we all do, please visit www.frequencycast.com. Dot co dot uk forward slash amazon we get a small cut from any purchase you make using that link and it costs you nothing extra also we'd like to remind you of the special audible offer where you can pick up a free audiobook for your smartphone or mp3 player just go to audible.co.uk forward slash frequencycast well that's all for this fitness packed show we hope you've enjoyed it and we look forward to your suggestions for future shows Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.